Hello. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David, have you been a good little boy this year, David? Oh. <laughs> uh, I've been a good boy this year, Santa. Well, come sit on my lap, David. I have some presents for you. Oh, I, yes, come sit on my lap. Oh, you're so heavy, David, and you've been eating all of my cookies, I see. <laughs> anyway, I brought you a gift. If you'll just reach into my pocket, go on. Why is there? Is this your cell phone in your pocket? This is a. Let me pull it down. This is a Nintendo Switch with a broken oh. Joy-Con! Just <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted for Christmas! Anna. I'm happy to oblige. My little piece of shit son refuses to take over the family business when he comes of age. So I'm giving all of his presents away to the less fortunate South American children if you get what I'm saying. Ho 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 ho! Anyway, I have to go to the next little boy and girl's house down the road. David, keep being a good boy now! Oh ho ho ho! Oh, 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 Merry Christmas! Oh, oh. God, I think you had a boner. I saw his left. Anyway, David. Welcome, David. To what? what? Are you there? Hello, hello. What was that? Santa Claus? Yeah, you just. I, missed I him. fucking missed him, what? dude. I was oh, making you're a hot pocket. Grip in the other room, dude. Oh shit! I can't believe I fucking oh, missed him. God, he didn't even drop God, my presents off. I must have been bad this year. Yeah, he made me sit on his lap. It's kind of weird, actually. Oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a good thing I wasn't here though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what's up, dude? Episode eight of the podcast. What is up? What is up, David? I am so fucking I don't know, excited dude. for this. I feel like I've been in a coma for like the past week. I know, right? I just it's it's the holidays, bro. Like they just they came and went, really. They really did, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, David, I have got stories for you. I have been on no, many adventures don't. over this this break, this nice oh, hiatus. I haven't, so I'm ready to hear what's good. Well, I returned home to my family in the sleepy town of somewhere in Tennessee, and oh, yes. I, I tried many things for the first time, namely one thing that I would like to discuss with you, <laughs> rock right. climbing. Really? Yes, oh, I, I discovered I, the yeah, joy. You, I saw you message something about this in our... In our text group of textness. Dude, rock climbing is fucking amazing. Actually, okay, to be fair, for all the fucking rockheads out there, I went bouldering. Rockheads. I guess bouldering is what it's known as. I guess that's yeah. like just ro- it's climbing without the ropes, I guess, or the harness or whatever you call so it. So you're just straight up free climbing? Yeah, bro, free climbing. It was so like, fun. What if you- Flipped and died? Was well, that ever a possibility? Or? Yeah, I mean, you can get hurt, but, like, there's padding and shit, so the chance of getting hurt wait. is pretty low. Oh, wait, so did you, wait, you, so you weren't, like, outside? No, it's in, it's indoors, oh, but it's, indoor. like, a oh, really tall building. Okay. Yeah. I get it now. It's, like, a huge tall building with, like, a 15-foot wall or something, maybe more, and you have to, like, climb up it, and then if you fall, you just fall. It's well, pretty yeah. pretty terrifying. 
I kind of like and, realized that I was afraid of heights like midway climbing up. I remembered my fear of heights. Yeah, I don't know. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm scared. I, I'm like, I literally I got to the top. I like reached it and finished the climb. It was like one of the one of the two that I was able to like do pretty confidently. And I reached the top of the climb and I like touched it and my, suddenly my legs started to shake. And I was like, oh wait, I'm really high up. Did you fall? No, I didn't fall, but I How'd started to realize down? that maybe someone would have to come get me. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get down? I just like, just, like mustered up the courage to stop shaking and like slowly <laughs> inch my way down. It was kind of dude. That shit is so scary, dude. Like it is. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like climbing up like a tall ass ladder. Like wait a second. <laughs> yeah, you suddenly realize when you're like like way too high to realize. Yeah, and anyway, so, like, I think I'm going to start climbing, bro. It's so fun. Really? Yeah, and, like, it's cool, it's man. a killer workout, dude, honestly, because, like, if you want to get yeah. ripped, just learn all to... The, all the main muscle groups? It works all those muscle groups that, like, look good, you know? All the ones that make yeah. you look hot are the ones that you work by climbing, yeah. so I think I'm going to start doing that. Did you go from, like, a 6 to a 7, like, just from rock climbing? Just from one day of rock climbing, I went from, like, oh, a 7.5 to an 8, bro. It was insane. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. So, and you, you like sore or? Oh, yeah. It fucked me up, dude. Cause, like, I went in there and I was like, I was prepared to not even be able to do, like, anything. Like, I was, cause I'm not, like, I'm in amazing shape, okay? I'm not, like, mm -hmm. more, I'm not morbidly obese, but I weigh, like, 185 pounds, okay? I'm not a small boy. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty out of shape. But I guess, like, I'm not as out of shape as I thought, cause I was actually able to do quite a bit of it. They have, like, a grading system, so there's, like, they have like letters next to each route and it'll say like vb which is like mm -hmm. version beginner version so it's like for beginner climbers yeah. and then they have like v0 v1 v2 etc and then like the higher they get you the harder it is. no i was able to do one that was a v1 but it was like mm -hmm. i was it was so hard so fucking hard my fingers grip were so terrible awful and it made me appreciate grip strength so much more, dude. They have this thing called a hangboard there where you're supposed to, like, go up to it and hang kind of like a pull-up, but you don't actually pull yourself up. You just hang. And, it, like, there's a place for you to put your fingers, and it's, like, a gr it's like different levels. Like, the top level yeah. is, like, you're hanging on basically, like, an edge. Like, think of a windowsill or something. Yeah. But then the very bottom one is, like, a centimeter. And you have to, like, <laughs> put it – you have to put your fingers on this, like, centimeter thing and, like, hold your entire body weight with that amount of ledge. And there are people yeah. there that can actually do it, dude. There was this girl there that I swear to God she was, like – a fucking 10 bro like her she was insanely hot and she was yeah. able to do like everything in the entire building she was like just wiping the floor with everyone there and like i, I bet she would be able to do the fucking hangboard i have no idea how anyone does that it's insane i was just like because like, like having in, smaller hands helps i've heard that but i feel like it's kind of the opposite because you have if you have big hands you can like get a better grip on things i've heard big both ways feet. I don't know. I it was yeah. weird because when I first walked in, like I don't know. I like I judged everyone in there. I was like, like I was like, oh, these people don't look like that fit. So Fucking I was like, kind of feeling like I was kind of feeling like, oh, maybe I can do this because these people don't look that fit. And then yeah. that girl that I was talking about, literally, she was so fucking like it was insane. I couldn't believe how she was able to do it and make it look so easy. And it was actually so fucking hard. Yeah, the only thing I know about rock climbing is like uh, there was like this YouTube recommended video about this like guy who's like super fucking strong, like super big. And he's like, yeah, I did some rock climbing, and like these kids have a better grip strength than I am, and like I can fucking bench press. Like, you know, I think you're talking about Brian Shaw, right? Like the world's strongest man know. guy or whatever. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, my little brother was telling me about that. It's insane. These how the grip strength of these guys is unreal. 
Yeah. Um, sounds seems like fun. Like, any reason? Like, who who told you? It was like, hey, let's yeah. go rock climbing. Your brother? Yeah, or? my my middle brother, my younger brother. He's seventeen. Mm-hmm. He wanted to climb. And also, I have another story about my brother that I don't think I really? told you yet. Yeah, he's talking about joining <clears throat> the army. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this last podcast. I think. Yeah, but yeah, my brother is talking about joining the army and like i had a conversation with him when i was at home because like i don't know like you know what i think about the army like (laughs) i don't really like it that much you know i don't Mm -hmm. like the u.s military that much so like do what sorry that's good benefits i mean it has good benefits yeah and like my brother was basically i i was just worried that he was like doing it because he felt like he had no other purpose for his life you know did you ever mm-hmm. think about joining the military, David? Nope, never thought about it. Never. Okay. That's what my brother did. He joined the military because he didn't want to use. He didn't know what he was gonna do after high school. Yeah. And it was either go to college or go to the military. Right. Yeah. Like I don't go look to- down on people that join the military at all, but like I worry because the military really like preys on people that don't know what they want to do. Like they take advantage of young kids. I mean, yeah. Don't know what they want. But it's to not do. like you're not getting anything out of it. No, you definitely do get stuff out of it, but like sometimes the you sacrifices you make are not worth it and like the government really just doesn't care about like veterans you know what i mean like they regularly don't serve veterans enough and they under treat them and stuff so like i don't know i just like i don't trust the government so i feel like if i didn't say my opinion to my brother and i just like let him join the army without at least like telling him what i've learned in my life and like what i believe about the army like i would almost be doing him a disservice by not trying to like give my side of it you know and like what you told him I, I mean, I, I just told him, I was like, I really think the military is, a like, an immoral institution that largely the U.S. government uses for, like, imperial uh, control over the world. And, and I was, like, saying, you know, like, of course the, the entire military is not, like, one experience because you can join, like, the infantry or whatever, like, be, a, like, an army medic or, like, an infantryman or something. And, like, you're most likely going to be on the, the front lines and, like, see combat. Or, like you said, yeah, you could be, like, a desk job. So it's kind of pointless to say, like, these anecdotal stories about, like, bad experiences people have in the military. But, like, you just have to be aware that they do happen. And, like, that's the thing is that he could join and nothing bad happens or he could join and he could be one of the people that, like, gets blown up or, like, loses a leg or something. You never know. And, like, that's the thing. You have to wonder in the back of your mind constantly, am I going to be a fucking like, statistic, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just really worried about that for him, and I didn't want him to rush into it without thinking about it. But honestly, like, we had a really good conversation, and he's not rushing into it. Like, he really has thought about it. And, like, I don't think he... So he still wants to join after your talk, or...? I mean, I'm not sure. It's it's hard to say exactly. He seems really set on it, and... Um, but I don't know. I'm not, like, as worried about it as I was before, because I feel like he's kind of going into it with the expect a healthy expectation you know like he's not going in like i can't wait to like serve my country and do an honorable deed he's literally just going in because he's like i really like the benefits that it will give me and i feel like the chances that i'm gonna have to do something really bad or like get hurt are pretty low yeah and like honestly i mean that's a fair assessment and like he he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life and if that's where he feels useful and that's where he feels like he can progress his life then i mean like who am i to say don't do that you know i disagree with the institution but i don't think that every individual soldier is a bad person and like if he joins the army i hope that it doesn't change him into a bad person because he is a good person right now you know i just don't want it to change him that's what i thought about my brother joining the marines like i don't think he's gonna get 
deployed anywhere where he's gonna like die or like the job he has is gonna put him in any like major danger like uh, you know he he's been to thailand and australia like he hasn't been to anywhere like super like dangerous it still is always in the back of your mind though like i worry about it I i worry like if my brother goes over there it's just i feel so like powerless because I'm not his dad, you know, I'm not going to be like, don't go, you're being stupid. Because, like, I can't deny all of the nice things that you get from joining the military. It's just, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really don't want him to, like, die or get hurt or, like, also, become a different like, person. It's a, my brother signed, like, a four-year contract. I don't know how it is for, like, the army and shit like that. But, like, you know, after four years, you know, he's done. Like, he can, he doesn't have to re-enlist. Right. And, like, yeah. now he has, you know, super insane benefits and like you know and a really good resume like, and like people love like uh marines fuck yeah bro we'll take you on bro yeah and, that's you know, basically what my brother was paid for and stuff like that i mean yeah. basically like you know, bees gonna be able to like buy a house when he's like out yeah uh this actually gives me a really good opportunity to talk about this po- other podcast i've been listening to called that i really think deserves like a plug it's called eyes left and it's a it's a podcast by two guys that were like that are ex-military members one guy served like tours in iraq or something and another guy served in afghanistan and basically they came back home and like they're they had both had like really fucked up experiences overseas just like a lot of you know veterans do and they both came back and like were basically radicalized by the war and they both became like anti-imperialist anti-military or anti-war people and they both came back and started that podcast and i think it's a really really powerful podcast and literally i've like cried several times listening to it because they have first-hand accounts and like actual recorded messages from veterans like describing the things that they've seen overseas and um you know describing some of the things that their higher ups asked them to do and like it's graphic and it's real shit and it's fucked up and like if you're in a bad fucking headspace definitely don't listen to it but i think that if you can handle it listen to it because it might change your perspective about the military and it really opened my eyes i mean i already didn't like the military and i already didn't agree with its purpose but listening to that kind of you know made me really realize that that is the only correct answer to this fucking situation is complete uh you know Honestly, disagreement like, my thoughts on the military is like they're giving you all these like really good benefits like these amazing benefits and like most of the time like if you're you know hopefully like you don't get deployed and like see actual combat right but like most of the time like you're going in for four years and like you don't see any combat yeah and you're fine and like you're good exactly. like you might as well use like you're basically using the government's like fucking like, give me give me well i wouldn't um, exactly say you're using the government but like in terms of like the jobs you could have because i mean yeah. you're still doing your labor and you're still providing like you're basically a wage slave just like you are in any other job but but the wages you're getting from the government are much better than a lot of different jobs yeah you could like do. my brother was just chilling in california for like a whole month waiting for his like classes and the marines to start and he was just getting paid for it yeah just, just like, collecting his stipend just chilling. yeah yeah just i mean it's not a bad like, gig if you get lucky and you don't see combat and luckily and hopefully you don't have to ever do anything bad like it's not a bad gig which is why it's so hard for me to just straight up say don't join it's the wrong thing to do because you never know it might it might work out great for him and i i really hope it does just yeah, i mean i hope like it does a for year and a half too. left yeah. <clears throat> your brother has a year and a half left yep that's awesome dude and it sounds like he's not really doing anything dangerous which is really good 
Yeah, no, he's just just chilling. That's great, dude. Yeah, I really hope that that happens for my brother too. And I, I like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to be a fucking like. I don't need to be radicalized anymore. Yeah, that's you know? good. You can, also see the, you can also like, you know, see the world as well. Like, yeah, uh, my brother, you know, he was in you know, Thailand, and I don't know where else he's been. To be honest, like, I know he's been to Thailand, Australia, but uh, you know, he also, you know, found found his uh, fiance in uh, Australia. He proposed to her, like, I believe, three days ago. Wow, that's New awesome, Orleans, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Do you know when the wedding's gonna be? Are you gonna go? I don't know. And uh, yeah, of course, my brother. <laughs> what if it's like in another country? Are you gonna fly? Of course, yeah. Dude, that would be sick. Dude, no matter where that wedding's at, like, I'm gonna be there. Hell yeah. I mean, you got to, yeah. right? That's your brother. Hell yeah. And like, you know, I'm happy for him, but like, he's only known the girl for a year. But you know, if he thinks he's, you know, ready, then like, fuck it. Like, who am I to think anything? Yeah, I mean, I kind of view marriage yeah. that way anyway. I feel like it's not as big of a commitment as it used to be. So, like, if it turns out that they don't work out, it's actually not that big a deal, you know? Yeah, like, you know, like, what, like the, the percentage of people who get divorced is, like, insanely high. Yeah, it's more than half. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, 50, like, 4% or something, bullshit like that. Yup. Yeah. Do you ever plan to get married? Um, I think that my girlfriend and I, like, assuming that I marry my current girlfriend, which I plan on doing... Um, like, we're gonna have, like, a ceremonial wedding, but we're not gonna actually get married, like, in the eyes of the government, you know? Because as far as I'm concerned, mm. it's really not needed these days. And well, like, for taxes and shit, like, that affects that. Yeah, least. that used to be true, but now you can just do a civil union, like, partnership. You can file joint taxes. Even not married uh, individuals can do that. You just have to prove that you're living together for, like, a certain period of time. So, I mean, honestly, like, it's not really needed for financial reasons. And e- even if it were, like, the chances that I'm going to be making enough money in the near future to, like, need a tax break for, like, being joint people or, like, need to declare dependence. I'm not planning on having yeah. kids anytime soon. So, like, I don't think it's necessary, to be honest. But we probably yeah. will have, like, a wedding, and obviously you're invited. Everyone who listens uh, to this podcast is invited, but you guys have yeah. to, like, sit, stand outside. You can't come in. Yeah. But David, you're allowed in though. Yeah, I appreciate it, dude. Um, <laughs> excited to be there. Uh, my brother, yeah, I don't know if he, cause like you get also insane benefits if you get married while you're in the, aren't like the yeah, that's you know, true. armed forces. Like I think you get like an you extra get a bigger house, like, eight hundred or six hundred dollars or something like that, like just for getting married. Yeah. I mean, shit. I'll take that. Your brother's yeah. really swindling my tax money right now, and I love it. Yeah, fucking yoinked. <laughs> Yoink. Better yeah, than his he was here for like the last. Uh, he was here for like the last uh, four, four or five days, and uh, with his girlfriend. That's cool. So you got to see him. Yeah, I got to see him for a couple of days. It, it's kind of weird because like, you know, like after not seeing him for a while, then him only being here for a couple of days, and then him being gone for like another year. Yeah. It's like kind of like he's in college or something. Yeah, like he doesn't feel like he feels like he's a guest, you know. Yeah. He doesn't feel like he's actually here. I kind of felt like a guest in my own house when I was like back home this time for Christmas too. It was it's the first time I've ever really felt that way. Yeah, how that feel? I mean, I don't know. And and kind of another thing I wanted to talk about too is like I've kind of recently started seeing my parents like as equals you know is that is is that like a thing for you 
Mm, mm, what do you mean, like? Like when I came like, home this time. Uh, we do the same shit. No, like I mean, kind of, but like when I came home this time and I saw my mom, like, I mean, I love my mom and like I value our relationship so much, but like it was almost like I was going back to visit, like an old friend, because like, we haven't seen each other for so long. Like I almost feel like, I need to go home more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I never get I'm to see a, my family a... ever, and I really, I kind of like I don't know. I don't. I hate that. You know. I. It's not like I'm dying to see my family, and I don't. I don't miss home or anything, but I just miss talking to my mom. I miss talking to my brothers, and just catching up with them and telling them about my life and stuff. And I feel like I never get to do that anymore. I don't think it'll like ever be the case for me because I don't know if it's like a culture thing, but like you know, like I'm really like uh, strong, like deep bonds with my like family. Yeah. And like even if even after like leaving like my house, I think like my mom's gonna be like calling me every day and like yeah. texting me every day. And like, you know, I'm, she's always going to hear from me because like when I was in Ecuador for three months, like I cried when I like when my dad called and like, you know, I was like, oh, I miss you. I'm like, like I can't wait to go back home. Like, and like I miss my dad. Like I was literally crying over the phone. Yeah. I got to hear his voice. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever like maybe my first semester at college, like. I really, really miss my parents, but like, I don't know. My parents and I have always had like not not a distant relationship because we're super close. I don't mean to like sound like my parents don't love me because they really do, and I love them as well. But like, I've always kind of had a long leash. Does that make sense? Like I've uh, been able yeah, to go out saying. on my own. I've been very independent, you know. Yeah. So like when I left for college, I didn't really. F- it felt like it was right the right thing to do. You know, I didn't feel like I was leaving. I felt like I was moving on to the next stage of my life. And I wasn't really leaving anyone. But now that I've been gone for so long, it kind of feels different. And I, it yeah. makes me want to go home more, definitely. Yeah, I think that was never the case for me. When when I, me and my brother was growing up, like, we definitely had a shorter leash on, like, what we could do. But, like, when my brother was, like, you know, getting to his more, like, uh, late 18s, like, like, being a little more rebellious, like, going out, like, you know, having, you know, fun with friends and shit. They definitely got like a little like a lot more laid back when it was like my turn right to like you know be like a be a dude yeah and like you know they let me like you know stay out until like you know 2 2 a.m you know like i don't know if they ever like know known i was like i came home drunk <laughs> but like my dad definitely know that i was like you know drinking like you know i would like go out drinking with my friends yeah, I mean, I should have told my mom, like, whenever like whenever I was going to get drunk or whatever. My mom had the kind of relationship where I could literally tell her, like, I'm going to get drunk. And, like, if, if, and then she'd be like, okay, if you need me to drive you home, just let me know. And I'm like, okay, cool. And, like, you know, yeah. we would. Yeah, no, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> like, I feel, in a, like, Hispanic, like, you're, like, that type of, like, I feel like that type of um, relationship is, like, better. Because, like, you don't have to keep secrets. But, like, definitely, like, growing up Hispanic and, like, you know, my mom always telling me, like, you know, every day, like, oh, don't do these things, don't do these things, you know. Like, because, like, because I don't want, like, I feel bad, too, because, like, the reason why they say these things over and over again is my uh, stepbrother, like, he was really, he, like, left the house at 18, like, you know, he sold drugs and shit, he went to jail, and, like, like, his friends, like, robbed him for his, like, his drug money and shit, like, he literally, like, flew to different states to like sell drugs and shit damn and like had like a, like he was literally living like the drug deal like he had like a butterfly like a door car and shit like 
and like he was like giving me a hundred he gave me like a hundred dollars for like out of nowhere i don't even think it was for my birthday he was like here's a hundred bucks <laughs> and like living that Walter at White first life. and like my mom like took away the hundred dollars and at first i was mad I'm like why'd you take that he like you know like that was a gift to me but like my mom was like protecting me from like because i didn't know at the time that it was ill-gotten gains yeah you know they just told me like, oh he's like you know he went to new york for like construction and stuff like that and like you know trying to protect them but you know as i got older i was like wait a second that's i you know, forgot them, my little truth yeah that's like hearing those stories about people whose parents were like in the mob or whatever and like they didn't realize it's like their dad would come home like and his shoes would be like all beat up because he was like walking down the street like beating the shit out of people and like mm. but he was wearing like nice dress shoes or whatever or like he'd come home with like blood on his sleeve or something it's like yeah. catching like little glimpses of like stuff that you don't really understand why it's wrong because you're too young or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. I guess if yeah, you had but, that kind um, of relationship with your parents though, you probably don't see them as like equals, right? You kind of like look up like you look up to them or maybe like see them as like different than you, you know? I don't know. Like I don't even like I wouldn't say like look up to it in a sense, but like like you know, that's my dad, that's my mom. Yeah, like, I respect them because they put me in this world. Right. I kind of felt like whenever I came home, especially this time, like, my mom and dad, I kind of felt like they were equals in the sense that, not in the sense that I'm looking down on them or I feel like I'm better than them in any way. Like, I still respect them as my parents, obviously. But equals in the way that we treated each other and the way that, like, we had conversations with each other. And that's why I kind of, I said, like, it felt like meeting up with an old friend because, like, when I was younger, it's not that I hid anything from them, but, like, I definitely didn't feel the need to tell them about everything about my life because there were certain things that were just kind of private. But, like, now I felt like I was totally open because I'm not, like, worried that they're going to punish me. Like, I have my own life here, like, separated from them. So I feel like I'm able to share things about my life that I wouldn't necessarily be 100% comfortable with before. Just because there is yeah. that little bit of distance between us, you know? What, yeah, not necessarily I feel like, physically but like mentally yeah i feel like that started for me when my brother left because you know my brother was like you know i basically lived in the same room with my brother up until like high school right like until he basically joined the military i was like living with my brother in the same room and like basically you know he, you know i told him everything you know he told me everything i told him everything and like after he was gone i kind of like had no one to tell anything to I mean, I still, my, I still have my little sister, but, you know, that's my little sister. I'm not going to, you know, tell her, like, what I'm up to, I guess. I don't right. know, in a weird way. But, like, you know, I, like, more recently, like, you know, I'm trying to be more open with my parents and sister, I guess. About, like, you know, Always what's going thing. on with me, like, what I'm doing. Always a good thing, brother. Yeah. So, David, the decade so is coming to a close. Oh, yes. You know, I totally forgot about it. It's finally happening, dude. 2019 is ending. I kind of yeah. want to, like, talk about some highlights from the decade. What do you think? Um, yeah, let's hear it. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so, like, let, let's talk about a few things. Like, yeah, in the past 10 years, what what is, like, the big milestones that have happened in our lives, right? I mean, for me, I graduated uh, high school. Graduated in high school, yeah. yeah. I mean, I grad. I guess like ten years back, I graduated middle school, high school. I went <laughs> yeah. to college. I met a lot. Went met you. Met every basically everyone I talked to. I've met them in the last ten years. Yeah. Became a Marxist Leninist. 
like hit, like went from loving the government to hating the government in a span of like one year like became super depressed super happy basically swung up and down like that for you know alternating six months at a time a lot has happened to me dude but let's yeah. let's let's talk about some highlights in our consumer life all right so like what's your yeah. what do you think's your favorite movie in the past 10 years david oh my god dude i i don't know like i don't watch movies at the movie theater i watch them like years after they come out like i literally like the past week i've been watching star wars for the very first time and like getting into star wars and stuff like that i've never seen you know the the prequels or the sequels or you know anything in between i just started watching star wars that's pretty fucking good (laughs) um yeah like i don't know for me like movies like if something's i don't know if something's talked about a lot like yeah it's probably not that good and you know (laughs) like i don't watch it like i haven't seen game of thrones or uh, you know for a while i'd never like this like for you for me this year at least like i watched a lot of movies like i've seen like every marvel movie that's like come out except for i think like uh god what's the name um captain marvel i I don't think i've seen captain marvel but like I've seen I'm basically every say, Marvel in movie terms of movies, just to see Endgame. I'm tempted to say in terms of movies, like maybe not my favorite, but the most influential of all, like of the past decade has definitely been the Marvel cinematic movies, like just as yeah, a collection. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Endgame was like, like Endgame was a good wrap up, but it wasn't like, like if you haven't seen the past movies, it, the, that movie didn't mean anything to you. Right. Yeah. It was very much a fan service wrap up movie, which I mean, it, yeah. It was fine. It was the culmination of a decade-long arc, like story arc. So it worked out fine. But you know, it wasn't an amazing movie. But I just like if you take the whole story as a whole, I think you can definitely say that was probably the most influential series of the year of the decade. Yeah, for Do you sure. Agree? Okay. Yeah, I don't know what like my favorite movie of, is. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to like recall right now, like what, like what was the movie? That I'm like, oh my god, that was. A... Oh yes, actually, I do. Um. The um, Spider Verse into the Spider Verse. Oh, I thought that was the like best movie answer. I've ever seen that is in a forever. I Oof. saw it in theaters. It was really good. Yeah, that okay. Oof. I'm torn between that and Inception. Inception came out in 2010. So Inception think... was like a good mindfuck movie, but I didn't see it when it was like out. I saw it like way okay. later. I thought Inception was really good. I think it's tied for that with me. I think I'm just gonna steal your answer and say that, but it's tied for first with Inception. Yeah, I think uh, In the Spider Verse was like one of the best movies that has come out in a while, and I hope to see another movie in that same style. Me too. Oh God, please. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. What's in the past ten years? A lot. Okay, let's do music. Yeah, in the past ten years, a lot of music has come out. What do you think has been your favorite? And okay, here's I'm gonna change the rules a little bit. (laughs) I'm gonna make it. In the past 10 years, what is the favorite song that you've listened to? It doesn't necessarily have to come out in the last 10 years. In the last, like, the my most, like, listened to track or, like... Yeah, it can even be an artist. Song. Let's do a favorite artist. How about that? Past uh, 10 years. I mean, you know, I love Suicide Boys. Oh, yeah. With a passion. Like, uh, just any of their shit. I've listened to a lot of their stuff. Like, they're my top Spotify artists for like two years in a row now um i can't say i don't know music uh, i like a lot of music for me like i just I like like whatever sounds good uh, you know and sometimes like my my like music taste has drastically changed like um 
couple of years ago, I believe like four years ago in 2015, I was really into like indie folk music for no good reason. And like I was listening to like a lot of pop indie on spot like on Spotify, just like obscure fucking people. And uh, I just listened to a lot of that. And then uh, I just started listening to what was on the radio. And I think the oh, you know how I got into Suicide Boys? I saw an, an AMV of a Suicide, <laughs> like a combination of Suicide Boys tracks, and I was like, dude, this is the most hype like songs I've ever listened to. And I literally like. That was the first time I've ever gotten goosebumps listening to music. Really? Wow. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, what the, this is like insane. Wow. Yeah, but um, favorite artist of all time probably has to be Suicide Boys for the de- for this uh, 10 year span. Yeah, I kind of figured you'd go with that. And honestly, like if you'd asked me six months ago, I think I probably would have gone with that as well. But for the past decade, I think that the culmination of like my entire taste and like love of music even though i haven't been listening to these guys for that long and they haven't even actually been popular for that long i think my favorite band has got to be idols the uh british like punk rock band um and it's because of the it's because of like the style of music and kind of like the message is the reason that i like it not necessarily like how much i've listened to it or how influential it's been on my life i feel like it's a very good example of like kind of how these past 10 years have been for me so that's gonna be my answer idols are they uh like on soundcloud primarily oh yeah they're on youtube and stuff probably on spotify too definitely recommend you give them a listen if you like punk especially punk rock you ever listen to uh, k-pop hell no bro yeah um there was like a like a couple months span where i was like dude i fuck with k-pop right really now. you went through a fucking like, k-pop phase well like it wasn't like a hardcore k-pop phase, or like bts like, like just listen to like good shit like that just sounds good like Blackpink and like bts i mean mm. like just dna like, i find it kind of straight like i feel like south korea has been doing some kind of weird like marketing scheme where they're actually like taking like I, this is totally all alleged and it's a conspiracy, but I feel like they're doing what Japan is doing, where they're trying to win like a cultural victory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, to like take uh, over with their culture. Uh, I don't know, like because there are some ravenous K-pop fans like, in the K-pop, West. K-pop, like, like the the appeal is like the dancing. The dancing is nice. Uh, and the fucking, idols, they're cute. They're cute as fuck. Like even the guys, they like they're fucking cute. Like no cap very abusive industry though i have to say yeah i've heard a lot of bad stuff like you several know, like, su- several people have started, like, suicide yeah, this suicides year and, yeah. and like a really toxic fan base and yeah and like controlling bosses and stuff i don't know i mean f- hell of yeah. good music though right hey yeah like a really like crazy fan base like Oh, I have I, another. Like I, like, I look into the comments and like, let's get this. Like, let's get this video to a hundred billion views. And I, I've listened to this song twenty times already. Like <laughs> in the like in the past, I'm like, fuck, oh, dude, like, shit. Like I they take it on 2X so speed seriously. So I can listen more in a one day. I am listening to it on my phone, my computer, my MacBook, <laughs> <laughs> on it in my Samsung TV. Like, Oh shit! Okay, I have it's, another like burning question for you, dude. Favorite yeah. meme of the decade. Favorite meme? Of yeah, the decade. I already know That's mine. Hard. There's, there's been a lot of fucking memes. There was this meme. Oh fuck! 
Uh, I was literally just gonna type in memes in Google here, but I <laughs> got I don't know. It definitely none of the two, early two thousand ten. No shit. rage comics. Like, no. Yeah. Fuck rage that comics. Shit. No way, like, dude. In fact, can we just agree right now to forget about that era yeah. of history? I don't know why. Like, there's some people who are like actually fuck what rage comics and nah. like you know, children. Yeah, children. Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely two thousand ten memes were fucking horrible. <laughs> Trash. Yeah, I already know mine. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you mine while you try to figure yeah, out. Mine is the fucking the Arthur Fist meme. Really? That's by far the best meme really? of the decade. Yes. And I think that Why? I'm because it's amazing. It it translates such a relatable emotion in such few such a simple picture. It's amazing. It's so good. It's my favorite meme by far, and I give it a Dougly I mean a Caleb ten star guarantee. Yeah, um, yeah, I feel like there's been a lot of good memes in the past 10 years, like, um, the, I don't know, there's, like, a lot of good ones that, like, come into light, like, come into light, and they just leave, because, you know, they get overused. Uh, I feel like it, it really comes down to how much you consume memes. Which, obviously, like for us, is, like, a lot. Is a lot, like, if you are more of a normie and, like, not listen to or watch memes or like look at memes like you're like oh yeah this is this is a really good one but, uh <laughs> you know i consume too much and we're really like you know like i don't really think the arthur, the arthur meme is like that good no it is though. oh no no my favorite meme i know okay the the, the you so fucking special <laughs> when you smile yeah i love that meme okay. i love that shit Fair that's enough. really good that was a good one i'll give it to <laughs> you it was really, and then with the fucking hearts and the fucking like, <laughs> like you know, the, the people like fucking handgun and the sparkles, the hearts, yes. Fuck, okay, yeah, that was really a really good one. I agree. I like that I, I because like it was harder to do, so it wasn't that mass produced. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always funny. It never stopped yeah, being funny. It was never not funny. Yeah. True fucking fact. Okay, uh, let's go with TV shows. T- TV show? Okay, easily easy answer. BoJack Horseman, hundred percent easy answer. Really? Yeah, really easy answer. Uh, BoJack Horseman is a really good one. I like if if Game of Thrones went differently, it would have been an easy Game of Thrones for me. But like, obviously, we all know how that turned out. Um. Yeah. I mean, I watched The Office for the very first time this year, and uh, mean, that was that was pretty good. That was like a that was a little moment that we had. Fair enough. I mean, if you, it did technically air within the last decade. It just, it was off the air, like, yeah, you know, or like the first episode was not in the past decade though. But I'll allow no, it. Like, it's hard because I don't really watch like, like TV shows either. Well, like, Netflix counts. Though. Like I watched, I consumed a lot of media this year. I'd like to think like I watched all <laughs> of like, like I think. never watched Breaking Bad before, so I watched all of it. And then I watched Ooh, El Camino. But wait, that was a good one too. Maybe Bojack is yeah. not my answer. But like Breaking Bad was really good. Uh, the Office was really good. Fuck. Um, I watched. I don't think I watched that much anime this year, to be honest with you. Nah, me neither. Honestly, there wasn't a lot of good anime. There was some. Yeah. But uh, how about how about? Wait, have you come up with a movie? I mean, not a movie, but a fucking... Uh, I mean, Bojack was really good. Uh, yeah. That was really good. Black Mirror is really good, too. 
That's true, that's true, that's true. I mean, I'll accept The Office, too, if you would like to use that as yours. Obviously, they did uh, invent humor, so. I would like to use The Office. Office <laughs> okay. by all-time favorite. Actually, no. Hands down, Office is is my all-time favorite wow. TV show that's come out ever that's so bold. far. I haven't really watched anything as good as The Office, to be honest with you. It's wow. like... It, you know, it's really good. Like, I there was no parts where I'm like, yeah, this is really bad, except for when uh, that one British girl was the manager, Donna. Donna, yeah. Yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, favorite political scandal. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I don't even think I've been like alive that long. In the past ten years, I gotta go with. I mean, it's tempting to just go with the most recent one. I mean, obviously, the most influential one is probably the Biden-Ukraine shit because that led to an impeachment, which, which, by the way, I don't even think we talked about that on the podcast yet. No, we didn't. We didn't because I think touched on it. Really? What what do you think about our wet boy getting impeached? Um, I mean, it hasn't really changed anything so far. (laughs) No, it's not going to change. I mean, it literally has done nothing. You know, it's like. That Our official take is, who cares? <laughs> Nothing's yeah, who gonna change. Cares? He's still the president. Bernie Sanders, next next year though, hopefully. Yep. yep. I'm honestly, he's been getting some really good, you know, media coverage. Oh yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are really, you know, sizing up to uh, uh, socialism. Yeah, I agree. And I've really appreciated this like hashtag Bernie blackout shit that's been going on. Like people are actually acknowledging the fact that the media has been totally unfair to him and totally i've seen i've seen some stuff about that where like it's like not true some of the stuff like such as what sorry like like some of the like bernie blackout shit it's like not true i've seen some of that but like definitely for sure like they do do that yeah like they're like a lot of people like oh like this image is like not real and like like just the other like just a few seconds ago they actually did mention bernie sanders like it's just like now in this instance, it's just a, you know, they're showing Warren and Biden because, you know, right. they already talked about Bernie Sanders. I mean, Bernie Sanders' campaign is nearing 5 million individual donations, right? Yeah, now. it's crazy. Like, As we speak. Bernie Sanders has no billionaires. Nope. Not a single all. one. I think, I'm pretty sure I'm it's like 35 of those fucking donations. Yeah, like Warren has six billion billionaire donors. Pete Buttigieg has thirty nine. Biden has like forty four. Yeah, I don't Bernie know. Sanders I just zero. Something feels different about this. You know, like in twenty sixteen when he lost like the primary. Well, first of all, I, I obviously. I mean, twenty sixteen he was definitely a nobody. Yeah, like something feels different about this time. I feel like he really is Still gonna good. fucking win this thing, dude. Yeah, hopefully, but you know. I don't know. I don't want to get my hopes need, up. You don't need, you know, a fucking um, popular vote to win. Yeah. Right, which Kinda is stupid. unfortunate. Oh, another thing I want to talk about that, you know, it's been on my mind. I was watching this video, and it was like this girl from Idaho was talking about how... I posted this in our Discord, and, you know... Uh, and, like, she... She was talking about, I don't understand, like, how people can't afford to a two-bedroom apartment with um, minimum wage. And, like, she was saying, like, some other uh, candidate, like, brought it up. as like, it's impossible to pay for, a, you know, a two-bedroom apartment at the current minimum wage. And she's like, I don't understand why, like, I, I think he's lying. I don't think this is true because 
she lives in Idaho and she's like, you know, um, I, I have been, like, I get paid minimum wage right now. Like I'm making 725. And then she kept on saying that. And she's like, and then for some, like, I don't know why she like, she kept on saying, I make minimum wage. I make minimum wage. And then later she says, I also make tips. Minimum wage plus tips. <laughs> like you're not making minimum wage if you're making plus tips. Mm-hmm. Like that is a lot of extra cash, <laughs> yeah. especially if it's especially if it's you know cash and not credit tips because right. you don't have to. You don't tank, declare I mean, you, them. You don't have to declare them. Yeah. And you know that's a lot of extra chang and like she was talking about like yeah I don't have a car and she doesn't even have a bed because she thinks a bed's a luxury and mm. she's like. She's literally like living this. in poverty, and she's like, "Yeah, I take I just bike to work and shit." It's like she doesn't even realize that she's literally being exploited. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, like she is a victim she, of. This. I like now, like listening to her talk, I'm like, God, I understand like why people are so dumb. Like I think that they're dumb, but actually they're just ignorant. They're wicked because they're they. So how people like to work is they. They apply to what they know to other, you know, to a situation. So like, she she thinks that way, like, cause she lives in Idaho and like she's she lives in a small town where she can, you know, bike to work and all those things, and she thinks she doesn't need a bed and shit like that. And she applies that to how she thinks other people live, and she's like, why can't people do what I can do? And that's why they like don't believe in, you know, like. Uh, you know more lefty takes is because they they are so sheltered you know i think like people just aren't even aware that they are victims you know like that woman is a victim she doesn't understand that actually like the the person who's not getting by and who is not able to get by is her (laughs) human beings don't deserve to live in those conditions or work for those wages and yeah imagine thinking a bed is a luxury right yeah like uh, or thinking like uh, like being able to like be money to spend money on a bed because she thinks you know like unnecessary like spendage yeah it's it's absurd and and honestly it's a failure of the left to not gather those people like as support you know like yeah. if, if, I mean, if we're not able to get them then we're not doing our job yeah i always thought it's like it's just a like people who aren't interested will not know because they'll never go into those things you really have to be in their face with the people who don't care about politics and because like everyone loves politics you just don't know it yet they love it as a spectator sport. It's almost it's different for you and me than it is for them cuz like for you and me we see politics as a thing that actually directly affects our lives. Like when we're voting for people, we're voting for a better world. But like when these people watch their favorite politicians on television, it's just like watching their fucking favorite show that week, you know? They're like, "Oh, I wonder who's up in the polls this week. Like I wonder if my favorite candidate is winning or if like I need to, you know, like post about him more on Twitter and like post, talk shit about my least I mean, they definitely candidate. don't they don't think about that exactly like they don't think they don't think about like how it actually like affects their life though they don't think about that kind of stuff at all i don't know like sometimes like i think can we blame them for not like looking into the politics because you know they work 40 hours a week right. and have a full-time job and like they don't have time to worry about that right i don't and, think like, we can. to me who's pampered because i do have the free time to to you know ask these questions and not only this. do we have the free time to ask these questions, but we all we have also been blessed with the ability to even be educated enough to 
like introspect about our own uh, philosophies, our own morals, our own like uh, mm -hmm. way of life, and be critical of the system that we Maslow live in. Maslow hierarchy needs exactly like we're able to be critical of the system we live in rather than just exist in it and be victims to it. So like w when people blame like dumb people who vote for Trump like even though they're the direct victims of his policies like I almost see that as like a miscalculation because they're actually like those people are we're failing those people because we should it's... be able to get to them with our message because we need to show them yeah. an actual alternative rather than just like s them seeing politics as a spectator sport. Yeah, the people who are really the the bad people who are people who do partake and still believe in like alt right takes, correct? Like, don't believe that you know people should have a socialized healthcare and like they're very greedy and like I mean it's it's capitalism. I mean, as like you know we're talking about Christmas and all, all this shits. You know these are capitalist holidays, right? To make money for these corporations, right? And like and. and like not to say that you should feel guilty for participating in them because that's absolutely not true i mean like they are important events that allow you to build relationships with people but like the truth of the matter yeah. is is that this this culture in this country is built on consumerism and even our most sacred holidays cannot be separated from the hegemonic force of the structure of the system that we live in like the structure of capitalism itself yeah like this uh year for christmas uh like i didn't get anything for anybody and i felt a little bad but like you know but i shouldn't ex like you know i feel like it's kind of weird that you're expected to give something to someone because that's like just the normal thing like and you, you know it feels like a cop-out answer is like you know it's like the season isn't about the gifts but you know the time you spend with your family because like oh you know you don't want to spend any money being a cheapskate and stuff like that but you know yeah that's why like uh, i've moved yeah. to more like sentimental gifts like i give people th i make things for people or i do things with people rather than just buy things for them because we all know we're fucking poor none yeah. of us can afford gifts for sure, each other i'd rather i'd rather get money than a gift like an exactly actual gift. But i yeah. feel like that's like horrible to like say to someone like hey like you know instead of just giving me a gift just uh give me some money i'd nah, appreciate man. that way more it's the reality of the situation like i can't really use a fucking blender but I can use 200 bucks to pay my rent, so. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is, man. But um, I think we need to, like, find a philosophy question for this episode, bro. Um, you don't have anything else to talk about? Nah, I think we're good. Let's, let's, uh, let's fucking run to the Batcave. <laughs> so, the question for the week. How does one find purpose in life? Like that's a good question. We've been talking about, you know, what uh, people want to do after high school. Like, uh, should they go to school? Should they go to trade school? Should they go to the military? I mean, you yeah. have limited options once you're leaving high school. Yeah. I think, like, the biggest issue for me right now with that question is that, like, people really force kids into, like, a very regimented life. Like, my brother, for example, we talked about him earlier about joining the military. Mm -hmm. Like, he feels so pressured to, first of all, like, my family wants him to join the Air Force instead of the Army because they're, like, kind of elitist yeah. about the military and, like, they see the Air Force as the, where the smart Basically, people go. Man. Exactly. And, like, and second of all, like, he feels really pressured to go to college instead of joining the Army. And, like, I feel like that's fucked up. Like, not everyone needs to go to college, right? Yeah, I agree. I don't think anyone needs to go to college. 
Especially well, now, yeah, considering how commodified it, it has become. Education is almost a joke because of how much of a f- scam it is. Yeah, you know? like, you know, you hear so many people getting a degree and still working at McDonald's right. and these fast food restaurants making minimum wage. Especially considering liberal arts degrees, like, I very much agree with them. But, like, the structure of the economy is set up in such a way where those people so are not going to make money. Right, exactly. Only the wealthy can do it. Exactly. And, like, if you're not born into wealth, like, pursuing one of those degrees is the fastest yeah. way to saddle yourself with thousands of dollars of debt. Yeah. I, like, there was this uh, one really wealthy guy I used to talk to. And, like, he who literally had, like, a allowance of, like, three grand a week. Like, his sister went to art school in Germany. And she doesn't even know the language or, like, anything. That she just wanted to go to art school because she, like, you know, likes art and stuff. And, like... And no offense to her, uh, I don't think she's ever going to be listening to this podcast, but she is not that good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's like, you know, you go to school to get better, so hopefully right. she got better at it. But don't want to talk shit about her, but, like, I get yeah. the point, though. Like, she's wealthy as yeah. hell. Like, yeah. Only, only people like that have the option to even go. I think that's so wrong, though, because... Like, if we lived in a truly equal and fair world... You can do whatever you want without exactly. having to worry about it. Yeah. Like, and I feel like a, one, a quote that has really stuck with me is... Um, I, fuck, I don't remember who said it. But, like, someone said that basically I'm much less interested in the dimensions, size, and shape of Einstein's brain than I am... Or I'm much more concerned with the idea that thousands of people with similar brains died working in like sweatshops and mines you know like it makes me think how much human potential is actually being wasted because of the economy that we exist yeah in. it's humorism yeah, yeah. exactly and like, just capitalism Child really. labor you know sweatshops and stuff like that then yeah, working like, for pennies on the dollar and they're selling the the things they make for absurd amounts of money right. despite it only taking like a couple dollars to produce the product Exactly, and, like, imagine how many of those people... I'm not saying that every dumb person who works in a sweatshop is going to be, like, the next fucking I mean, they're, they're, they're for, I mean, they're forced into these... these exactly, but they're human beings. They're human beings. And just imagine, like, not only what they could produce, but just the experiences that like, they could what have. If, yeah, what if, like, one of those, like, people, like, could grow up to, you know, like, cure cancer or some bullshit exactly. like that, you know? And, like, I don't want to reduce the value of a person to the to their labor because obviously we're against that on this show that's kind of the whole fucking point but like but but when we inefficiently force someone to do something that they don't want to do or they're not good at just solely to exist and to get their basic needs met we squander so yeah. much potential for like other things that we could have in the world and i think that's fucked up true i i thought about this a lot actually because um i was going through like a time where if i i was like stopped going to school and i didn't know if i wanted to stay working at the casino and like uh you know just work at the casino and like get my own apartment and stuff like that or you know go back to school obviously i decided to go back to school but um i was thinking about like man like why is this all why does it matter like why am i even going to school when like i'm making a decent amount of money doing this like it's such a waste of time and like i was really thinking about like it doesn't matter even like you know because like the end goal i don't even think this anymore but the end goal for me when i was thinking back then was like you know, why does it matter, like, what time I, you know, get a house or, you know, do or like, the basically the end goal was, for me, was, like, get a house and, like, you know, be happy with what I'm doing. But, you know, living in a house. But I don't even think that now. Like, as long as you're happy, like, you don't even need to live in a house, like, you know, have an apartment or, like, wherever your living situation is. As long as you're happy, like, that's all that matters. Right. And I think that's really the answer to the question is, like, 
it doesn't like it's not there's no formula for living a good life like it's all subjective to your actual money helps though. needs money absolutely helps but like we have to ask ourselves too like do we want the value of our lives to be necessary like necessarily require us to have money i would obviously say no a lot of yeah. people that i disagree with would say like if you want to realize your full potential then you need to work for it and i'm not saying that like like obviously people need to do things for society but all i'm saying is that if you're a productive member of society you should be able to choose what you want to do with your excess time and your excess energy and no one should be forced to work so much that they have no excess energy no excess time to do their own projects and i think like finding your purpose in life is all about finding the things that make you happy what makes you happy the most like what gives you the most happiness strive for it and do it like, you know, I feel like a lot of people worry about it's like, oh, but this job doesn't, you know, doesn't pay that well. Like, you know, I'm not going to be making that much money if I decide to do this job. But, dude, if you love the job, like if this is something that you're interested in and like really want to do, just do it. Like, yeah, I was worried about like when I was being like wanted to do forensics, like uh, it doesn't really pay that much. It's like 55 grand, like, you know, 55,000 a month. Like I could probably do something else I would like, but make more money. And then, like, I realized, like, man, fuck that shit. Like, like if as long as I'm happy, it doesn't matter. As exactly. Long as, like, if it doesn't feel like work, then I'm good. And I can live, with, you know, off of where I make from that. Exactly. Don't let capitalism force you to do something that you don't want to do. Because, like, even though, because let's just face it. Like, no matter how hard you work, no matter how much school you do, no matter how many jobs you do, you're never going to be as fucking rich as those people. You know, those disgusting ghouls at the top. So if you waste your life trying to chase that goal when you know it's rigged against you, I almost feel like you're wasting your time and you're wasting your life. People worry about like, oh, I got to, you know, get eight years of schooling if I want to become a doctor. And and like, imagine like, like, you know, how miserable you are in those eight years to, you know, become a doctor. And like, especially if you just don't like it, if you're just doing it because you know it's like a a thing to do to become wealthy exactly yeah. and like and I, like that being said like that's not to say give up and like don't try to oh, make yeah. a better yeah. world if you want to be a doctor be a doctor if that you too yeah and you know, help people and like we're all obligated i feel like to strive for a better world but we're also obligated to ourselves to look around us analyze yeah, the situation that you're in and to just be as happy as you can in your current situation not for don't give up the... and try to strive for a better world but but just also live happily in the one you yeah. live in now you are the most important person in this world. No yep. one else is more important than you. Yep. Agree. So, as long as you're happy, I feel like you have purpose in life. Yep. And like, and, and also, like, I would argue that to grow your purpose in life, the best way to do that is to try to help other people become happy in their lives as well. And that's not through, like, doing things for them. Oftentimes, it's just, like through community through society like working together doing things for each other and with each other is the way that we grow ourselves and we grow our communities and like that's an important part of living live not only for yourself but also for the community that you're a part of agree yeah i think i don't know that's my answer i think we agree (laughs) merry christmas merry christmas everyone thank you oh we need to (laughs) shout out our patreons actually first uh thank you for Still being a part of us on our Patreon, uh, Grunt980 and Timothy. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, we're still known as Zachary. Thank you. We appreciate it. 
thank you guys so much um, and uh, those, those Patreon, Patreon pods are coming out yeah Patreon podcast soon we promise wink uh, you know be sure to hit us up on Twitter at the Litz podcast for any updates and giveaway soon two more episodes and we'll be announcing the winner of the blue snowball microphone giveaway oh boy be sure to retweet reply with hashtag love for the soft if you want to enter I can't wait and with that thank you for listening to our podcast we'll see you next week bye goodbye